So I know that all of us, one time or another, have experienced challenging times, situations where we probably have asked the question, how am I going to do this? You know, as I was preparing uh, for today's message, came to mind a summer evening of 2016 uh, when I received a phone call from my mom. And it's, you know, it's those phone calls that you feel that something is not right. And my mom was called to tell me that during that day, during the morning, uh, she had a car accident and that she was in the hospital. She was just letting me know that everything was good, that she just was in a car accident, that she was in the hospital. This was about 6 p.m. The accident was early in the morning, you know. Like parents, they always say, I don't want to worry my son or my daughter about this situation. Um, so when I got the phone call, at first it was like, okay, she was in a car accident. Let me go there to the hospital, see how she's doing. Uh, but from there came a situation where we found out that she needed open heart surgery. And then it was like the hospital was an hour and 20 minutes away from my house where I was serving as a pastor in the center of the island. My mom's house is in the southeast part of the island of Puerto Rico. So she had a cat that we need to take care of it. So it was going to the hospital and then going to my mom's house to take care of the cat and then going back home. Uh, and during that time, you know, you felt the frustration but also the the weariness of knowing that my mom was in this situation of having open heart surgery, the recovery, um, you know, it was sudden burst of difficult news and challenging news and, and trying to figure out how to be a pastor and how uh, to be a husband and how to be a son and how to, to manage all of it. But it was during that time that I noticed that the blessing of people, of friends. We had a good friend in, in close to the hospital, and she was there always looking out for my mom. People from the church were praying. The pastors were looking out for us. And when we faced that challenging moment, there was always someone there to extend their hand and rise us up. There was always someone there to lift our spirits, to remind us that we were not alone during this challenging time, but that there was someone there whether it was praying or making a phone call or helping out or asking, hey, whatever you need, we can try to help you, you know, manage the situation. And it is good to know that when we face different challenges in life, there is someone there to remind us about God's grace. There is someone there who is going to extend a hand and help us rise up. So later when we face that challenge and when we finish facing those challenges in life, we can testify to God's grace of how his grace has sustained us and how people were there with us. You know, facing those different challenges in life may be things that hold us back. And when we face those challenges, we're asked the question, how am I going to get through this? You know, for some of us, might be a health challenge, a physical challenge, an emotional challenge, a mental challenge. For others, it could be a job loss, broken relationship, a health diagnosis that was not expected. And we often hope and pray 
for clear practical solutions to our immediate problems. Sometimes though, if we listen and pay attention for God's voice, we might find that God has something different or even greater in store. You know, during those drives up and down the highway to the hospital or my mom's house, I was always asking God in prayer, like, what's the purpose of all of this? If it wasn't for that car accident, we would have never found out that my mom had a heart problem. It was because of the car accident that she made it to the e to the emergency room. And there they found out that her cardiac enzymes were up. If it wasn't for that, she probably could have gone on with life. And who knows what would have happened, right? So sometimes if we listen and pay attention, even in challenging times, if we listen to God's voice, we might find that God has something different or even greater in store for us. We might find that God's grace pulls us up to a new way of life that we did not even know was possible. And today we find beautiful stories, one of my favorite stories of scripture. You know, and we have to be aware of what is happening, what's the context of this story. This is a man that was lame from birth and he had a disability. Now, disability was understood different in the ancient Near East than it is today. Physical disabilities were associated with sin, whether of the disabled person or of their parents' ancestors. They not only affected people's abilities, but also the way they were perceived and treated by their communities. They were typically pushed to the margins socially and economically. So in this passage, we can see that the man laying from birth was allowed to beg, but he was not treated as a full-fledged member of the community. He was literally left outside at the gates. So we see this man who could barely walk from birth, going about his daily routine. And his daily routine was that somebody would take him to the entrance known as the beautiful gate, and he would be there at the outside of the gates near the entrance where he could beg for money. You know, getting money would help him to continue to live. It seemed like the most he could do to improve his situation was to find someone that could take him to the gate, leave him there during the day, so he could beg for alms. That was the only sustenance that he had to go on. So when he asked Jesus' disciples, Peter and John, for money, he's doing his routine. Now, Imagine this picture. Every day, being at the door, the beautiful gate, people coming in, they call maybe the beautiful gate because they're saying that those were the richest people would enter to the temple. So he was in a good position in his mind, right? This is where people, 
that have income could help me if I ask for alms. And imagine the picture every day being there. Some people probably just drop the change, not even acknowledge him. Others probably just walk through ignoring him. But this time, the story is different. Because this time, he asked for alms to Peter and John, only to find out that the answer Peter and John gave was different. They didn't ignore him. They didn't drop change or anything. They just said, look at us. That was a different invitation. That was something special. Because they acknowledged him. They saw him as a person. The invitation here to see and be seen by the disciples reminds us of God's grace. Grace that begins with being truly seen as a human being. So now the man's response is one of expectation. He's expecting to receive something from them. And his expectation can be seen as an expression of hope that God will provide. See, living with hope and expectation is important for us to be open to God's grace in our lives today. We live in times where people lose hope. Where people don't expect things anymore. And you and I as a church are invited every day to follow the example of Jesus and his disciples to help people remind themselves that they can hope. So when Peter and John told the man that was laying from birth, look at us, it immediately opened his heart to hope. Oh, they're going to give me something good. Because this doesn't happen. Nobody tells me, look at me. And he probably was expecting all oh, this. Probably this is going to be a good alms. Or they're going to bless me or they're going to do something special. Right? Because it was a different treatment. They were doing something that was out of the ordinary for this man. It reminds us, church, that every day we have to be aware that we also have the opportunities to share with people, to extend our arms and raise people up so they can experience God's grace and mercy, so they can also experience hope. You know, you and I probably have moments where we are also having hope and expectation. We are praying, we are waiting for God's answer, for God's provision. We are just expecting and hoping and when we receive the answer that we were expecting and hoping there is joy in our heart though the man of laying from birth expected to receive something and they receive something what he received was not what he expected he probably was expecting a big piece of alms you know good money to go on during the week. What he hoped for was for something to provide for his needs. 
He wanted something realistic and practical. But that wasn't what he really needed. What he needed was healing. So the disciples met him and saw beyond his immediate request, asking for alms. They saw beyond that. This man needs healing. And if we are open to God's grace, we too might be surprised at the unexpected ways God delivers. We might also see alms here as a symbol for the world and the world's answer to our problems. There are people today that are expecting realistic, practical answers, but sometimes we need to see beyond that. Sometimes what they need is healing from the soul. Sometimes they feel, oh, if I have uh, good finances or if I have everything in place, everything will be fine. But what they really need is something more profound, something deep in the heart or in their mind. So when this man is there asking for alms and Peter and John says, look at me. And then Peter says, I have no silver or gold, but what I have, I give to you. Peter is giving the man the gift of God's grace. This man is now being healed in ways that worldly answers cannot. This man gets a shocking invitation. Because Peter says, we don't have money. But what we have, we're going to give to you. In the name of Lord Jesus, stand up and walk. So imagine the reaction of the man who was lame from birth, who could barely walk. Some people say he couldn't walk. And there is this man saying, stand up and walk. So to receive the gift of grace, a shocking gift of grace, this man had to respond in faith and actually stand up and walk. You know, there are moments in our lives that we can tell other people, hey, God can do something special in your life. Trust in God. Open your heart to Jesus. Believe in him. But it is the response of each and every one of us to that message that opens our hearts to God's gift of grace. People can tell us trust in God, but it is up to us to trust in God. It was up to this man to believe in what, what Peter was telling him, or he could just shrug him off. You are crazy. I'm not going to stand up. I'm going to fall. But you know what made this more special? It was that not only Peter told him to stand up and walk, notice that the disciples took this man by his hand and held him to stand up. Not only we tell people trust in God, 
you and I are witnesses of God's grace. And we have many ways to extend our arms and help people to move in faith and trust in God. You understand what I'm saying? It is easy to tell someone, trust in God, I will pray for you. But it is more special to tell the person, how can I be of help for you to continue growing in faith? They did not leave the man to figure it out on his own. And you and I are called to actively respond to the grace that is held out to us by Jesus. And we are called to help others when they are in need of God's grace. Because the gift of grace is the life-altering gift of new life in Jesus. For this man, there is a clear before and after. There is a rebirth. On top of the physical healing, his relationship with the community was healed. Peter and John help him up. He stand up, try to imagine the picture. And all of a sudden, this man could stand his two feet. And not only he could stand and not wobble, he could walk. And not only he could walk, if you read the scripture, it says that he entered the temple with the disciples praising God. God. Now, I don't know about you. I, every time I imagine this story, I put a lot of emotion in this man's heart because there are times that I probably have felt like him. You know, there are times that I have felt that God has done a miracle in our lives, in our family, and all I can do is scream and praise and clap and laugh and jump. Of happiness, of joy, of what God is doing. Knowing that my mom had a second chance. That she could see her grandson. That she could experience moments in life. Because of that challenging time of an open heart surgery. Brings still tears of joy to my So I can imagine this man screaming and disrupting the prayer time in the temple. And people are saying, what is going on? Isn't that, isn't that the man that was laying from birth? How? And I can imagine some people saying, oh, he was faking it. I could imagine that. The scripture doesn't say it, but I could imagine also, you know, as people were rejoicing and all struck about it, but there's some people saying, oh, he was just there faking it for years to get some money. But this man was expressing an authentic way of what was happening in his heart. There was healing. There was hope. There was praise because he was no longer in the sidelines. 
he was in the temple church. For many years, he was sitting outside. He couldn't come in this temple. Nobody brought him in. Because his place, because of society, oh, he's a sinner. The most that we can do is put him right there at the entrance so he could beg. And now the story tells us that he is inside praising all because the disciple stopped, recognized him, and were used as instruments of grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to bring full healing to this man. Not only he could walk, but now he could praise. The Bible doesn't give us a follow-up story of him. But if you use your imagination, you can see the continued ripple effects in his life allowing him to provide for himself to maybe establish a family to every day share his story you know I was a man that was lame from birth I was there for many years sitting at the entrance at the beautiful gate asking for alms and some people ignore me some people help me but one day Two men offer me the gift of grace. They extended their hands. They raised me up. And now I'm healed. You and I, church, have similar stories, even if you think we're not. One day, someone thought us about Jesus. One day. Someone extended their arms and helped us, helped us in our challenging times. One day, you and I experience God's grace. And since that moment, we have had ripple effects in our lives. Because when we respond to God's grace, when we are agents of God's grace in others' lives, we will never fully know what kind of changes might take place. But we know that changes do take place. We are invited every day with our witness, with our actions, to remind others to hope. To be just like Peter and John. The response of this man was to witness and to be a living lesson about God's grace. His response provoked curiosity. His response provoked shocking answers to some. But it was a reminder of the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit to heal to transform people's lives. You know, sometimes God's grace surprises us in ways we cannot imagine. But we are invited to respond, to stand up, to raise our voice in praise, 
to celebrate what God is doing in our lives. To be witnesses to the world of what God has done in our lives. So maybe the question for us today, church, is where in our lives we have experienced challenges? And maybe we need Jesus to remind us that he's there with us. He's inviting us to rise up from those challenges. Because with God, everything is possible. Where in your life have you received a blessing you didn't expect? What was your reaction? Do you thank God for that? Did you walk? Did you leap? Did you jump? Did you praise God? If not, it's not too late. Maybe the invitation for you today is to be open to God's blessings, to be in hope and expectation, and to practice gratitude. And to walk and leap and praise God in response to this blessing. Maybe you're being called to be like Peter and John. You know, they were non-judgmental and show Christ's love and mercy. Maybe you're being invited to pay attention for situations in your life where maybe our, our first instinct is to judge or walk by and instead... Maybe God is inviting us to stop and look at people, to show Christ's love to others. Maybe we are invited just to remind others God's grace, to testify about the goodness of God. And as a church, What are we doing to be aware of the challenges that people are having and the ways that we can show grace, extend a hand, and be the unexpected blessing to them? How can we make a difference in our community? God is inviting us not to miss the opportunities for authentic ministry. To be present in people's lives. To be aware of the opportunities around us. We are invited to share the message about God's love, about God's amazing grace. Message that have touched our hearts. And that God is inviting us to share. So as laity, as the church, always remember that the Holy Spirit can use you to extend God's grace and mercy to others. Look at people. Share your stories. Invite others to stand up in faith and together praise his holy name. Amen? Amen. Amen.